We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Holy February. Welcome to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. I'm Jeff Daly. There is Ashley Marie Gorbulgemel. I don't know. I think she has an announcement. This is a very special episode and a very special <laughs> moment. Ashley. Oh, well, I don't know if it's like super duper special. Um, so I've been, my, <laughs> my new year resolution goals were to try new things. And uh, I decided to try a new sport. I decided to try winter sports and uh, I kind of took a real hard fall. And um, for those folks who know me well enough, no, I don't do anything in moderation. It's either zero or 100. So I actually go into surgery <laughs> the third day of February because I broke it that bad. Now you say winter sports, you weren't curling. What were you doing? I was snowboarding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should do curling next time. Yeah, I'll add that to potential repetitious shoulder and elbow injuries. <laughs> well, uh, this actually fits in with today's theme because snowboarding is something that you don't see a lot of black people doing. We aren't purposely on the slopes, increasing wind chill factor when it's already really, really cold. It's not something we do overall. So today is the Black History Month episode, and we are going to, let's just start off with something that... Uh, it's kind of cool to me. Uh, I, I went. I had the I was, had the good fortune of being in the uh, American Legion College 2021 class. I was in District Five, the best alive. Uh, and one of the things that we did is we kind of bonded together with resolutions. We we're, were trying to put them up into in different states at the same time. And one that came was about a group of women that this uh, that this podcast has talked about before. The six triple eight. Uh, and you'll see, hear about them a little bit more in the resolution, but, uh, this, this, uh, bill, there's a bill to give them the congressional, uh, gold medal. It passed the Senate unanimously. This is bipartisan goodness. And, uh, it's just tough to get through the house because there's so many people in the house with so many different agendas. It's tough to get them to pay attention to something, even though it's a win for everyone. So we, uh, we didn't district three wrote this and uh it's 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 good stuff it was it was brought to legion by sheree reckner she's a maryland post 208 and it was worked on by a team of district three who their motto was district three where you want to be they said it every time and they said it loud and proud as ashley would say uh so members of members of that district worked on it now the same uh this same resolution is being introduced in multiple states including california and i'll tell you that after ashley sure thing so i'm gonna go ahead and just read verbatim uh the resolution language so resolved by the National American Legion College class of 2021, assembled in Indianapolis, Indiana, on December 12th through the 17th, 2021, that the American Legion urge the Congress of the United States to award the Congressional Gold Medal to all members living and deceased without delay due to the declining number of remaining living members of the 6 
Central Postal Directory Battalion, and be it finally resolved that the American Legion promote and advance awareness of the history and the accomplishments of the 6888 Central Postal Directory Battalion in all media channels deemed appropriate and that any resources and that any resources needed for such be handled through the normal budgeting process. So it's it's a great story. They're a great story. Um, if, if people may not remember, uh, uh, it these women were all black women were tasked with taking care of a huge, enormous amount of backlog and mail that uh, that was it, it just been piling up, and they were brought in to help do it, and they finished it in way ahead of time. And I don't want to get into too much of it, but I will say like. California is one of the states that's going to be running this through because I took it on. And at my post uh, at, during Black History Month, our, we have a, a meeting with that theme. We're playing the documentary of the 6 AAA in our beautiful theater, the Hollywood Legion Theater. And, uh, and after at the end of it, I'm going to read the resolved clauses that you read and take a vote of my post to endorse it, to send it to the department. So I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. Look at you. All right. Yeah. Doing res I love doing resolutions that I didn't write. That makes it so much easier. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's like it's a key whole... component of the American Legion, folks. Resolutions, how to write resolutions. If you need more information, check out our training at yourlegion.org. My Legion, excuse me. There you go. So <laughs> there you go. We have our first story in, and we're going to come back and we're doing something a little bit different today. We're not introducing the stories. We're going to let American Legion media team introduced them to us with videos that actually I listened to them to make sure that they were going to sound good on uh, with audio only. And it just made me think of those high powered podcasts like This American Life, these videos, they have enough sound and stuff that it, it's going to be it's going to be a fun day, people. And we're going to learn a lot. All right. We'll be back after this break. The American Legion is veteran strength in America. We're in your communities, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. All right, we are back, and now it's time to introduce. Nope, we're not going to introduce. We're going to roll the video now right there uh, around Jesse Awuchi in the 34 truck. And uh, so appreciative of all the military do, and it's great to see Jesse be able to serve and also race, making his third start. My name is Jesse Awuchi. Uh, currently, I'm in the US Navy. I'm a Lieutenant Commander in the Reserves, and also I race in NASCAR. There's Jesse Awuchi in the 74. Uh, I've been racing for the last six years now. Uh, it's been a pretty fun journey to be able to go from driving warships in the Navy to now racing in NASCAR. Um, you know, I got to the Naval Academy in 2006. Uh, prior to that, I was from Dallas, Texas. I was the son of uh, two immigrants. My, both my mom and my dad immigrated from Nigeria to the U.S. back in the 80s. Obviously, football is the biggest thing in Texas, so that's naturally what I gravitated towards. Uh, went to the Naval Academy, uh, played there all four years, and ran track. And then uh, in 2010, graduated and became a surface warfare officer in the Navy. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for your service. 
My time in the Navy as an officer, being on multiple ships, going on multiple deployments, everything I learned from that was what I was able to basically use to become the resourceful person I had to become to become a professional race car driver in NASCAR. You know, during pre-race, when you're getting ready for the race, uh, you know, in your mind, you got to get your mindset into a place where you're going to be very focused. It's different than other sports. When I played football, I had to get my mind into a crazy place where I was ready to go, go basically run my body through another human being. You don't want to run your car through another car. Like, that's all bad. That will end your race. So you need to be in a very focused place. You got to be somewhere where your mind is ready to go lap after lap after lap, 150, 200 laps. Me being able to be calm, cool, and collected, that is something I learned while you know serving in the Navy active duty as an officer on the ships because on ships you are moments away from a catastrophe at all times. Texas, Jesse Iwuji. So partnering up with Emmett Smith has been huge. Uh, we told him, hey, you know, we're starting our own race team and we'd love for you to be part of it because, you know, you're the, the household name in Dallas. Uh, you know, for me, being from Dallas, Texas, for me, you know, playing football in the past, to be able to partner with them has been a huge blessing. And I would say like my 10-year vision is to have this Jesse Wuji Motorsports team. We want to bring in different drivers of different races, different colors, different creeds, different genders, give them opportunity and see where they can take it from there. All right, that was super cool. I think I like that. It makes our job a little bit easier, huh, Ashley? It does. It really does. <laughs> and uh, so that was, I've been trying to say that Jesse Awuje, and it's uh, Awuji. I think I, uh, Super Producer Holly gives us miming on here. So sometimes I get it, sometimes I get it wrong. So I, I think it's interesting. He has an interesting story in, you know, that his parents were, uh, immigrants, both of them from Nigeria, and he came here and is a Annapolis grad, which is which is not an everyday thing that everybody does. Then he ends up being a NASCAR racer, which is not something that everybody can do or everybody does. And I just think I think it's a great story, and I, I see a I see a Disney movie in his future. What do you think? I think so. I think they should like definitely do some like Lightning McQueen. Like he should do a voiceover and get his own car for one of like the movies that they make. I think that would be amazing. It'd be a cool veteran story and everything that he's done. I did have an opportunity to meet Jesse uh, at the military uh, influencers conference in 2019. He is everything that you would expect. He's super humble. He's got a great sense of humor. He's very driven, pun intended. <laughs> Wait, what about your other your other famous saying that's pun pun perfect right now? He's super high speed. <laughs> he is so super good. high speed and uh hopefully his car is low drag. So he is um so not only that, he, he talks a lot. I liked what he said about the mindset. Uh we I'd like to ask people how the military affected their success in non-military things. So one of the things he said that stuck out to me is mindset's different than football because he played football. 
because he his parents immigrated to Texas. What else are you going to do? You're going to play football or you're not going to you're not going to be popular. You got to play football. So he played football and then he went to Naval Academy and played football where he says you run through people. He's you run through people. But then when he decided to do this car racing thing, you don't want to go through other people because that's the exact opposite of what you're trying to do. You're trying to finish first place one piece. So he he talked about the he learned the calm focused demeanor from his his naval experiences so that while this thing this high speed chaos that's happening he can remain calm and focused and uh i think that's a good lesson yeah i mean in in any you know circumstance i think our military training in general gives us more clarity and chaos i mean really i mean even my own incidences i mean i'm on the top of the hill asking for a splint and you know bandaging and you know figuring out how to sling my arm and walk down the mountain and it wasn't until ski patrol asked you hey do you need some assistance actually yeah how do you get down the mountain you know i i think there's something to be said about service members in their training because we're trained to adapt and improvise and overcome and to be frank it's um i i resonate with jesse's message and i think that there is a lot that we can pull from our service as we continue to serve even here in the american legion and I wonder if, if he was a if he was a guest right now, and if he's out there, we would love to do that. Um, yes, Jesse, would you like to come on the show? <laughs> I think, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say if you go to if you go to a NASCAR race, you don't see a lot of black people racing or watching. So the 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 fact that he's he's thriving in this environment uh is uh it's a it's a testimony to something i don't know what it is but i would love to ask him what it is mm -hmm. and i and in the video uh i i enjoyed the fact that he had people kind of crowding around him trying to get autographs and all of that sort of thing so because to me that's a that's a great step in mm -hmm. you know our country's journey Absolutely. He's very philanthropic too. He, he does a lot giving back to kids and whatnot that I'm at least aware of. So he's overall well-rounded guy takes on a challenge head on, you know, it's, and oh, I look, it's just, you go ahead. Sorry. I was going to just say, oh, I, no, look, no, no. Yeah. I look for him to do big things now that his team has partnered with Emmett Smith. For those of you who don't know, Dallas Cowboy legend hall of famer. Uh, I think he still has, the most rushing yards of all time and is the second best running back to Barry Sanders. Really? Detroit Lions. Anyway. Wait, you what? Your Did little I just say fun that? facts today. <laughs> oh, I that's, you know, you got to talk a little football smack. If uh if they can't handle it, you know, what are you going to do? All right, so we're going to go from a person who manages a vehicle powered in power measured by the number of horses that uh would generate that power to people who are riding vehicles generated by one person power let's roll that video i've been a cyclist for a long time I had never heard the story about the iron riders and then about maybe 10 years ago i stumbled on an article that showed some, some uh, black soldiers on bicycles, members of the 25th, and I knew the 25th Regiment was also part of the four regiments that made up the Buffalo Soldiers. And I go, what's this about Buffalo Soldiers on bicycles? I never heard this story before. 
On a whim, when I was 66, I rode my bicycle from Chicago back to Los Angeles along, along Route 66 for my 66th birthday, which is very similar to the ride that the 25th Infantry did back in 1897 when they rode similar bicycles from Fort Missoula, Montana to St. Louis, Missouri to see if there was a, a place for what was then the, a, this new contraption known as bicycles, if there was a place where it could supplement the horse, not replace the horse, but supplement the horse. And they did a 1900 mile ride. I, I was kind of moved to, well, wait a minute, I ride a bicycle, they rode bicycles. You know, I, can, I, could, I could tell their story because I thought it was a very interesting story. And then I start looking for the gear and put this all together and here we are today. Representing the, representing the Iron Riders. Well, we formed as a group because we were part of the 9th and 10th Horse Cavalry Association, and um, one of the troopers here invited us to ride in a Rose Parade. So back in 2007, we got together and rode in a Rose Parade. Uh, of the bicycles, we had the, the roll, the bank roll, the, the, the tent. Um, I kind of put my knapsack over the front of it, but in the knapsack, you had your clothes and stuff to that effect. Uh, your toothbrush and some other things were in that little, little uh, patch right on the frame, underneath the frame of the bicycle. Uh, Lieutenant Moss had commissioned Spalding Bicycle Company to create a bicycle that was rugged enough to handle this 1900-mile uh, trip from Fort Missoula uh, back to uh, St. Louis. Now remember, there were no bicycle roads around at that time, so they were either going uh, through uh, rush terrain, uh, old wagon uh, roads, or they were making their own way. Uh, to get across country. Uh, the, the wheels at that time were made out of wood and uh, the rims, I should say, were wooden rims and, and uh, Moss knew that he needed something that was going to be able to handle the rigors of a 1900 mile bike ride. So he commissioned Spalding and came out with a, uh, a steel frame uh, bicycle with, um, with metal rims and pneumatic tires, which was the other thing that was new uh, at that time because they were using just hard rubber tires. And uh, the bikes themselves, I think when they were fully equipped, weighed around 55 to 60 pounds. Uh, not, not a very easy thing to ride on or maneuver, but these men, uh, they went through tremendous training, uh, a couple of years worth as a matter of fact, before they actually did the ride to St. Louis and the, the bikes held up. Of the 23 riders that went, 20 of them were, were men, one officer, one, um, one surgeon or doctor, and one gentleman was the, a youngster at the University of Mont Montana in Missoula that was uh, one of the, he was the, he wound up being the, the, the scribe. He, he got a, news, a job with the newspaper and he covered it. So he wrote stories every day. It's just our history. And there's so much of it that hasn't been told. And when you do things like this, you get a chance to engage and tell people about history they didn't know about. And they can get engaged too. They went further, faster, much more quieter, and less expensive than it would cost for the same amount of men on horseback to make that same trip. But the bicycle experiment that was performed at that time, it was considered the greatest cycling experiment ever undertaken by men in the military, and of course, that experiment was performed by the Buffalo Soldiers. Well, that was awesome, and I, you know what, you know what I loved? The thing that I loved is this whole California uh, kind of representation. I saw Bobby McDonald of Post 291 in Newport, 
Harbor. Uh, I don't know him personally. I just wrote his name down, but I'm going to try to meet him. And then there's Ron Jones of uh, Post 46 in Culver City. I have enjoyed myself at Post 46 in Culver City. So hopefully I will see him there as well. Hopefully you saw some things other than um, me bragging about my own state. Did you, oh, what's, you new? Think, what's, what's, huh? what's new? You have a lot of pride. It is what it is. <laughs> So what did you what did you catch on this? So when I first saw this in our show notes, I was really interested because I had never heard of the Iron Riders, Iron Riders before, and I had no idea that you know this group of African American Buffalo soldiers from the 25th Infantry Division of the U.S. Cavalry had even like that this was a thing, and I was just like, you know, I've heard of Six Triple A we've talked about, and I'm just like, what? Like it just it honestly like it blew my mind because these were individuals that were freed slaves that, you know, their Civil War era, um, especially from the South, and then mostly, you know, they just saw the army as a way to earn a living and serve their nation. And it just it just blew my mind that this was something that they did. Right. Um, it's impressive. It's incredibly impressive that they were able to just be. It's just rocking and rolling just on two wheels. Well, it's interesting because it like you said, we know, I don't know if everybody knows the six trip. We know it because mm -hmm. uh, the Legion kind of amplifies it. And we've talked about it here. Um, right. We know who the Buffalo soldiers are, mm -hmm. but this particular specific thing and, you know, they rode to find, to find a place. Right. So they trained, they said for, uh, I think he said two years and you would need to train. Think of these, think of these bikes, like bikes weren't all modern and whatever, like they are today. They had originally been made where the, 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 the rims were wood. These were the first people that uh, innovated and made rims out of metal. This is the first time they used air, they called it pneumatic for the rest of the Marines out there. That's just air. It was the first pneumatic tires that were being used because they mm -hmm. needed to be able to go off terrain and all this 1900 miles. That's on intense. A bike I mean, that that's like 50 plus miles a day, at 55 least. to 60 pounds of bike. They're pedaling. Not with multiple horsepower with one person power. That's impressive and incredible. I don't I mean, even want to go to the grocery store. <laughs> on a bike like I want to drive so as a cyclist like I, I do really enjoy biking and the fact of the matter is like I've done a 50 mile like straight through where I've, I've done like a brief stop just to you know top off my water whatever the case may be but think about carrying that kind of weight and then having to often dismount and then walk and then if you experience bad weather you've got rough roads you've got insects you've got heat um, you know, where's your next like hydration, you know, station going to be right. There's no like water Buffalo for lack of turn of turn of phrase, but like, there's no water Buffalo at a, a, a checkpoint where you're going to be able to go, you know, fill up every, you know, fill up on supplies. I mean, outside of, of course, whatever their trek was and they knew where they needed to be. But I mean, imagine you hit a big body of water, you got to carry that bicycle on your shoulders. And then, you know, by the time you reach what the continental divide, like that's just, that's snow, that's freezing temperatures. Nonetheless, like that's small, you got small rural towns where people are, are curious and maybe they've never, you know, seen an African-American soldier before. And they are, you know what I mean? Like think about the time frame of all of this going on. And it is just absolutely impressive. 
and that they super, were able to do all this stuff. Super producer Ali uh, mentioned the Rocky Mountains in a little chat thing. They 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 crossed the Rocky Mountains on mm -hmm. these bicycles, and it's and you bring up a you bring up a very valid point. There are probably places they went uh, where they were that they went through that they probably not very welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. Yet they still had they still had pride in this in this country, and uh, and the contribution it's it's a good it's a good example of the contributions of African Americans in every war, including the Revolutionary War. Uh, so every, every conflict that we've ever had, even even when uh, they were considered uh, not a whole human, a fraction of a human being. So the, the history there is amazing. I think this is another one. Uh, I've said it, I, I say this every once in a while with these stories. I would watch this movie of this 1900 mile journey on a 55 to 60 pound bike with all new innovations that you know had problems. And you know they had struggles along the way, mechanical, personality-wise with other human beings, because human beings are the worst obstacle that you can sometimes overcome. Jeff, uh, you want to go cycling with me? Yeah, <laughs> in Washington, <laughs> in Washington D.C. in the mine. We we couldn't go nineteen hundred miles. We might be able to go nineteen if you know, depending on my mood. Um, wow. Yeah. I'll take that challenge. Nineteen miles. So I'm 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 super impressed with what they're doing, and I'm super impressed with these individuals, which is why I want to meet them because they're doing this reenactment of something that people don't know a lot about. So while they're reenacting it, they must be getting a million questions. Like why, why are you have those old looking bikes with, you know, what's, what are your, what is the uniform you're wearing? They have to be getting a ton of questions. Wouldn't you ask them a question or two? Like, yeah, I, I'm, I wonder if they've got like, you know, the bicycle, like cards that you would put in the spokes and maybe they've got like facts back toys. <laughs> hey, for your marketing folks out there, if you're doing this, that's a really great idea. Partner with bicycle. <laughs> Cause unfortunately, but, yeah, that'd be great. I, I'd have questions. And you'd give them some water. Uh, unfortunately the aesthetics would be ruined with a QR code, but if they're riding by, I'd love to go just like and get a QR code <laughs> to get more information. But um, I think that would ruin the aesthetic. That's, that's the modern day educating. You gotta, you gotta get creative. <laughs> you do have to get creative. All right. So that was our new kind of segment using multimedia to introduce things for you, so that you don't just have to hear Ashley and I talk. Although you love it, you love it. You can tell love us that it. in Tango at TangoFalima at Legion.org. So after the break, we're gonna come back. It's gonna be all us all the time with rapid fire. So you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. All right, and we are back with rapid fire. Boom, 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 boom. This is all I got with my arm being whatever. So that's okay. I'm gonna we let have... you fire away there, Jeff Daly. All right, we have. I'm gonna go empty clip on this because we have a Black History Month rapid fire coming up right now. The first thing right now we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about a bill. It's a new bill. This comes from CNN Politics. It's uh, 
A newly introduced bill would provide GI Bill benefits to descendants of Black World War II vets. I'm not going to read all of what I wrote here, but I will say the GI Bill Restoration Act uh, was introduced in the House by Majority Whip Jim Clyburn of South Carolina and Democratic Representative Seth Moltron of Massachusetts. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock of Georgia is set to introduce the legislation into the Senate, according to a news release on Clyburn's website. While the original GI Bill ushered in decades of prosperity for post-war America, access to this prosperity was limited for Black World War II veterans who were denied full access to these benefits by mostly white state and local veterans administrations. So this, to me, this opens up a debate that has, that has been going on in this country because while things are better, not perfect now, uh, there's things called generational wealth. And this generational wealth for, for you know, because the GI Bill was considered, was it the largest, uh, it's it one of the largest pieces of legislation ever at the time. And, it, and it, did, it did benefit those who were able to take advantage of it. So those who were able to take advantage of it could buy homes, real estate, dirt. They're not making any more of that, as my mom always says. So uh, that really contributes to uh, generational wealth so that you have something to pass on to your children so that they start with a foundation and build and they start and they build and, uh, and populations were left out of that. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that there's an effort to recognize that though the person who would benefit today didn't serve in World War II, the person who's benefiting today also didn't get to benefit from generations of foundation building, foundation and building. So it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's important for that reason. Yeah, this is definitely, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a great, you know, mile marker for, for us in general, just completely, just, it's, um, America. Anyway, so <laughs> America, you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, the legislation will establish a, a blue ribbon panel and it's going to study the inequities of the distribution of the benefit and, um, you know, look at the assistance that can be, you know, administered to both the female and minority members of the armed forces, as well as provide the recommendations on the, uh, on the additional assistance to repair those inequities. I think it's incredibly important that, like, we find a way to make sure that the folks that are are eligible and entitled to this, it finds their way to them and ensuring that it's it's done in the most logical and physically responsible way possible, of course. So those are just like my overall takeaways from this is that, yeah, it's, it's just kind of this like, just like, it's not a great mile marker that we've just. And I think, I think you're right, is that we have to find a way to make sure that this gets to the people, but the first, the eligible people, but the first step is we have mm -hmm. to define, because yeah. it hasn't been done before, what is eligible. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. Not, we've never done this for uh, descendants. It'll be you interesting. Know, folks are going to ask about like, well, how, how do you know you were denied, right? Or like, what do you do about- Proof of denial or, yeah. What do I do if, say, my grandfather served, in, let's say my grandfather served in World War II, but I'm mm -hmm. also a vet. So I'm already getting- some yeah, of this GI Bill. Uh, do I get a whole new fresh one so I can go to, so I can go get my PhD or something? Or like, I, I, 
it'll be interesting to see how this gets sussed out. Um, because when we talk about things like, uh, when we talk about things like equity, that can mean a lot of different things. It's right. not just it's not just equity for the subgroup of the population. It's equity within that subgroup too. So, uh, I I I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm just yeah. happy, like quite frankly, I'm just happy that the conversation is happening, where we we do recognize the value of generational wealth. And some and some people don't get super wealthy on it. But you know what? I, uh, some things are, some things are passed on. It was never, it was never a, a thing in my mind that I would not go to college because my, my parents went to college, mm -hmm. my mother's master's degrees and all of that. Like it wasn't a conversation. It was expected. We were expected to go to college and you just thought that that's what you do because yeah. that was the example that was set. And so in terms of education in terms of um, property ownership, good, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm glad that this is happening. Yeah, so, I, I think a lot of a lot of people like misuse equality and equity. So like equality is like everyone like is like the playing field is even but like equity, like meets people where they are in order to get them all to a state of equality. And I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly, but it would well, be interesting to see there's a meme talking about what you're talking about so if you have like because mm -hmm. some people are some people are here and some people are here mm -hmm. so to get them both way up there the, the, they don't they can't have the same treatment because some people are starting exactly. even further behind is that's is what uh perfect. i think that you're trying to say yes that's what i'm trying to describe and I, I know exactly what you're talking about i think it's like a meme where everyone's trying to peer over the fence yes. everyone has a different level of a box yes and that is you know in relation to the equality versus equity difference. Uh, it would be interesting to see if uh, the health equity office and the VA will will pick this up in some sort of research capacity as well, if it, it if it proceeds to, because I think that would be the appropriate office to. You know, well, it's got to it's got to pass first. Got to so. pass. Got to pass. But <laughs> so you it's, know, uh, forward but, thinking. But at least, like I said, at least the conversation is happening now. Uh, that was that's some encouraging ish news. Uh, and we have some kind of we have we have a, a little sadness. This year we lost a great leader of any shade, uh, in, in Colin Powell. And uh, I'm just gonna read a little bit uh, from this article. It's called Colin Powell remembered as a model for future generations. This is from Stars and Stripes. Colin L. Powell, the trays. The trailblazing soldier diplomat who rose from humble beginnings to become the first black secretary of state was remembered by family and friends as a principled man of humility and grace who decorated whose decorated record of leadership can serve as a model for generations to come. The example of Colin Powell does not call on us to emulate his resume, which is too formidable for mere mortals, his son Michael said in a touching tribute. To, at his father's funeral service at Washington National Cathedral. It is to emulate his character and his example as a human being, we can strive to do that. Now, I think it's also important to note, uh, and it's noted in this article about the funeral, it states that it's a sunny and chilly day, and it drew, it drew dignitaries and friends from across the political military spectrum. That included President Joe Biden, former Presidents George W. Bush, 
Barack Obama, former Secretaries of State James Baker, Condoleezza Rice, and Hillary Clinton, former Defense uh, Secretary Robert Gates, and the current Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Army General Mark Milley. So uh, uh, I think that's important. Uh, uh, He was held in such high esteem. He was just such an incredible human being. Just across the board. Yeah, he's just, I remember reading a story that he obviously just being in the, the District of Maryland, Virginia area, um, somebody had a flat tire and I never forget this. And it went viral because one, it's, you know, it's, it's going pile and then on top of it, he just, you know, just stopped to like help this person with their tire. Just, you know, just, it was just the most wildest, humbling, random thing that he could have, could have done, but he just did it. And for anyone who's been on like 295 and all the, all the craziness that is around here in traffic, and this is like pre-COVID. <laughs> and he's a man with stars on his shoulder. He just. Yeah. Lead by example. Like he was next level. Next that's that, level. That's that character thing his son was talking about that we can all kind of, mm-hmm. we can all kind of strive for. Uh, so really? October 18th is a day of a huge loss and uh I hope that I hope that people, especially people in the military, who all know who he was, will kind of strive to do those things, because it seems like today in this world we we really focus too much on accomplishments and uh, medals and and all of that sort of thing. Attributes of things that are material, and I think. Well, the, their material or their the root the, the my measure of a human being is not how much salad they have on their chest it's not uh how much money they have in the bank it's not how many things are on their wall it's it's really who they are and if um the story you told is just important to me about him as whatever he did to earn some of those medals. Now, they're just, I'm not, I'm saying neither is, I'm not saying either is unimportant. What I'm saying is, is a complete whole person. You need to be a complete whole person and you need to be, you need to have some character uh, to go along with your accomplishments or what are you doing it for? Yeah. So I, I do, I like this, this guy is uh, a legend. I, just kind of upset that I never met him. Same. Same. I mean, he was so good. He could have been a Marine. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 all right. So do you have a, do you have a shout out for this one? Um, Ooh, shout out, shout out. Um, gosh, I'm so terrible at shout outs. Why am I so bad at this? <laughs> Here, I'm just like, I'm just like, this is where I'm at. If there's anybody right now you'd want to sign your cast first, who would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, I actually have a few people in line. I have some folks who have already submitted drawing okay. <laughs> drawing requests to, to sign my cast. Um, it'll be super exciting. So we'll see how surgery goes. Um, I'll be one more closer step to being bionic woman. Um, but with that being said, you know, I think yeah. For, if, you, if you can send us, you if you want to send us a love note and you want to send me some cool stickers, I'll put I'll put stickers on my cast from from fans all over the country. I'll behalf, do that for you all. On, on behalf, behalf of you, 
I'm gonna do a yeah. shout out to your surgeon so that they <laughs> so they feel good when you're there and uh, they can Dr. they can G. handle it. So all right, I have a shout out. It's uh, unfortunately it's still in the theme of loss of uh, African American black uh, leaders. These are California. In California, we recently lost two great leaders: our immediate past pre- our past department commander Ed Grimsley, and area department vice commander Harry Woods. We lost them on the same day, which was a huge blow to the state. Thankfully, we have the leadership of current department commander Autry James. I was fortunate enough to have all three men as role models. I'm uh, friends with Commander James, and I was friends with Commander Grimsley. Unfortunately, I was just getting to know Vice Commander Woods uh, before uh, his passing. So I wanted to shout out to uh, those who those who had uh, gone on to post everlasting to uh, other duties and service, I'm sure, and uh, to uh, Commander Autry James, who is taking the torch and leading us with uh, a lot of those same characteristics we talked about with General Powell in terms of character and, and all that sort of thing. So that's my shout out to them. So that was our Black History episode. I hope you enjoyed the multimedia aspect. I hope you enjoyed our uh, the selection of stories and our, our, our take on them. Please let us know what you think could be improved or what you absolutely loved. I prefer the latter but I am glad to hear the former. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. And you know what we would love this uh, February and with Valentine's Day coming up? Big old five stars. So please leave us a review and those five stars rating and let us know how much you adore us this February um, and so on. With that being said, if you do have a guest recommendation for us and you want to see someone in your community on the podcast, hit us up. So go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click on the suggest a link. Excuse me, this suggest a guest link. Right. Sounds and like a sounds like a like a cool like rhyme I should do. I'm probably stop, not do. And I want everybody to know, stop nominating me. I'm already here. Uh, nominate other people, please. (laughs) With that, I declare this 2022, or as I call it, 2020 also, Black History Month episode of Tango Alpha Lima Mission Complete.